the comic book pit. Okay. tonight rock this place and talk some some comics and some other nerd shit and so let's get down to it so what's happening nothing (laughs) (laughs) nothing (laughs) nothing um um um, no uh, i well i i mentioned in our pre-show that i just not that i have a ton to say about this only that i guess i'm not surprised because it just you know, all of DC slash Warner Brothers announcements seemed super premature considering they had no proven property out, but apparently Tom Hardy is already out as Rick Flagg in the Suicide Squad movie. Yes. Is it more of a uh, conflict, a scheduling conflict than it is a indictment of the picture? Well, I mean, it, it could very well be, but uh, I don't know. It's just like, I just don't feel like, it, I'm just not... Um, Invested, yeah. yeah. I'm not, you know. And then they're 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 trying to court Jake Gyllenhaal to take his place. And then you think Tom Hardy and Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, yes, they're they've both done action movies, but two very different actors. Yeah, physically. Uh, Gyllenhaal and, has range. No, I mean, I'm not saying as far as Are skill. You Prince of Persia, Dan I just, uh Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just like as far as just. Physically and you know visually and I don't know they're I mean they're both fine actors like I said they both have done action movies but how do you go from Tom Hardy to Jake Gyllenhaal? I agree it is a bit of a leap. But so <clears throat> yeah. yeah, this is going to be an interesting picture. I, I guess I wasn't as familiar with the actual cast and everyone's role. So Will Smith is playing Deadshot. That is correct. I'm guessing it's not going to be anywhere near the dead shot that we've seen in the four-color realm. Well, it could be, you know, the very same character, just different, just a different color. You know, yes. just well, different, I, I can't even recall you know, seeing the character unmasked. That's the he, thing I'm talking he's about. He's just, he's a white guy, very kind of nondescript. He's, he carries around a handlebar mustache, and, you know, he's got, like, brown hair, handlebar mustache. With a handlebar mustache. You just might. You never know. His name is Floyd Lawton. So, Floyd. I'm pretty sure that will change. Yeah, I can't. Now, Jared Leto as the Joker is interesting. This, how they plan on playing the Joker, this will be fascinating. See the Joker as a team player. It almost will harken back to like Batman 66 type Joker. Well, someone suggested hmm. that he may not be specifically part of the team, that... He may yeah. be their first target or their first mission. Yeah. Going after the Joker. Could be. Um, 
which seems more likely than him actually being on the team. Um, but but the idea of the Joker being in anything but a Batman movie is mind-boggling. Especially a um, non-introduced, like a brand new Joker, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be it is going to be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see what will happen. This whole comic book movie stuff. I think we talked about this last time, Scott. I mean, yeah, it's the the predicting the burst of the bubble. But um, and I think you and Marcel were speaking to it a bit in your previous episode as well, Dan. Like eventually, this you guys were talking about the continuance. Like, what's going to happen when Robert Downey Jr. is too old to play Tony Stark and Chris Evans' contract is up? And I kept thinking, what's to say like these movies be running in perpetuity like they do in the comics? I mean, I, do we honestly think there'll be Avengers 34 in you know oh, right. 25 years? Right. I, I eventually this I craze will end and the pop quote and the zeitgeist will move on. But then you know yeah. I'm thinking about that. Then I think back. There's been a lot. Comic book movies, superhero movies have been around for a very long time, and I'd have to really get out, uh, do my some research on this. Like, but there's always been. If you go back, like the history of comics themselves and superheroes, there's always been some adaptation in you know a motion picture medium, be it like Batman serials in the '40s or the George Reeves Superman show. Or Batman 66, or Wonder Woman and the Hulk in the 70s, and then the Christopher Reeve movies. Like, the early 80s is probably the only kind of dead spot for, and I guess you had the Superman pictures in the early 80s. Yeah. And so there's always been a superhero, you know, they've always been there in, in that medium. It's just in the past, when was, 2008 was Iron Man? So in the past uh, yeah. six, seven years, you've just seen this explosion where they're just like everywhere. But it's not like that's new. They've always been there. They've always been represented in you know at the, at the Cineplex, just not with such frequency. Or well, well, I think the difference now also is that they are attracting big name stars and the big studios with the big budgets, and so you know it. It's probably not seen as so much as a, um, you know, I feel like the, the movies in the Mitch, past, yeah, they, they were, they were, yeah. they were seen as more juvenile, but now, you know, now that you have, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy as a household name or Thor and Iron Man are household names, you know, the pure characters are bankable commodities now. As yeah. Well. So I think, I think maybe what you're going to see is not so much, you know, 12 Avenger sequels. But, you know, how far the radius is going to blow out, you know, like, where are they going to stop? You know, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, and I, I mentioned this in, in the previous episode I did with Marcel, but, like, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to capture some attention with, you know, they already did it with Guardians. They'll probably get some with Ant-Man. Doctor Strange and Black Panther will probably be pr- proven quantities. Uh, um, you'll have probably a Captain Marvel, maybe a Black Widow. But then, where does it stop? You know, do you, you know... <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cloak and Dagger movie. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of my example, like Cloak... I mean, but then but then they're and they're moving to Netflix with the smaller characters or the street-level yeah. characters. So they, they've got... They still have plenty of material to mine, 
but at one point are we are we going to you know say well it's not the Avengers like or, you know we're going to start looking back at the yeah, earlier the movies going to go off the rose with with some fondness because the characters aren't going to have that same luster and gleam and shine as the original movies did but you know it, it, it's it's hard to predict because you know uh, um you know uh iron man was not a proven um property they made that work thor i mean who thought thor would ever work um you know that they made a team movie with the avengers guardians everyone thought the bubble was going to burst with guardians guilty um so and and ant-man i I mean now everyone's moving to okay ant-man it it seems like every movie that isn't a proven uh you know uh, hasn't doesn't have a proven track record is been identified as okay this is where marvel's going to stumble yeah i don't but and guilty of it here if you heard episode 180 Mm-hmm. We were saying the same thing because Scott and I were our first uh, impressions of the Ant Man were on that episode, and we were just like, eh. But d- just like Paul Rudd, like, huh? Um, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, I mean, right. I, I think I don't know if it will just be like people will rise up with pitchforks and be like, enough with this. It probably just. Oh, I think it'll just be. Do do no pun intended. Phase out. <laughs> And it probably have to do with these uh, DC stinkers that are probably in the pipeline. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it Marvel has built up more credit with me than DC has. So, you know, like I, I'll give Marvel a couple of clunkers before <clears throat> I start being critical, because like I said, they've they've built up so much goodwill with my movie going experience that. Right now, I'll, you know, they, <clears throat> they can make a movie about Willie Lumpkin, and I'll go see it because it's Marvel. It's Marvel yeah, Studios. Yeah, that's how so, I kind of know. feel with Ant Man. Like I saw that Ant Man trailer, I'm like, well, this could be it. But, but I was saying that about Guardians, and I was wrong. So I just have to trust Marvel and, knows what they're doing, and, and we'll see. I think even like even the least of the of the Marvel movies, like I would say probably Thor: The Dark World and you know, probably underperformed, but it still did well. Um, and uh, I would say, outside of your mom, the Thor movies are kind of <laughs> the redheaded stip. The, they're, like, they're, probably, they're there, but I don't think anyone's claiming they're, that they're, they're still their they're, favorite. But they're still fun in their own way. Um, yeah, but they're yeah no, they're, are they blockbusters? No, not really. But but they're still doing well, and they they still hold up. You know the the Marvel universe. They still uh, you know, they're they're still you know have that feel of Marvel in them. You know, it I has. Think there's a, also a, a novelty to this because we've never seen an interconnected. That's that's what I was thinking. In the films, like we are, we like we're familiar with in the books, right? So I'd imagine that the novelty will probably be the first thing to fade, and once the novelty fades, then the cynicism will set in. Mm-hmm. The when the cynicism the, sets in, then it's then it's terminal. The other thing that that people are excited is because we have the we have the technology we have the means to do it now, and I think when people exactly. get tired when they get tired of of uh, the the shine you know of doing everything digital and all that stuff, then it's going to change. But I think because we you know there was always iterations of superhero movies, but now we we're able to do it like everything yeah. can be fully realized now. Mm-hmm. So whenever people get tired of 
they're like, yeah, well, we've seen it, you know, mm-hmm. like, like your 3D thing doesn't impress me anymore. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Or other, other films will come along that are capable of the same things, but in different genres and can just outperform it. Yeah. A la Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want to use this as a segue. <laughs> well, Marvel will still be laughing. Yeah, Marvel will still be <laughs> cashing checks. Well, yeah. the mouse will be cashing the checks. The mouse will, mm-hmm. yeah, and Marvel yeah. by proxy. But Well, hey, as long as he shares the cheese, you know. <laughs> well, well, maybe Marvel will just be thanked for their uh, be thanks and appreciation. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Star Wars brand got the standing ovation. Little call back to the pre-show chatter. Sorry, folks. You're not getting all the goods. But. Um. So yeah, the Star Wars. What's that? Have you heard of this? Yeah, I, I, you sounds, might like this, Scott. Sounds familiar. You, uh, it might be something that will capture your fancy. You should the look wars. into it. The wars oh. of the stars. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Marvel finally released their number one, uh, number one Star Wars. They got, they got it back, the welcome home, as it were, uh, as they were touting it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. Did you? Uh, I was not blown away. Um, I, th- I, I thought it was it... being blown away anymore. Hmm? Are you capable of being blown away anymore? Do you think well, that are you have you I seen it so it, much over the years that you're just kind of I, the jaded old man that I think that honestly I think that you know say what you want you know like cuz oh well, dark horse continuity doesn't count anymore whatever you want to say about that but dark horse kept it alive you know so so like that marvel getting it back it doesn't seem like that big of a deal it just seems like it just moved over here Okay. You know, like, it didn't seem, it wasn't like, oh, well, thank God Marvel's got it back. You know, because Dark Horse was kicking butt, and yeah, I think Dan and I both read Star Wars with Brian Wood. Well, okay, but, but here's the thing. Now, they, I think what they, what Dark Horse did was too little too late. When they, because they, they did the, basically the same thing that Marvel is doing now. So with Brian Wood's Star Wars, they took it back to, like, their, New series started right after the Battle of Yavin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is where Marvel's started. And that's what people want to see. See, they, they want to, they want to read books with the characters they know. They don't want to read Knights of the Old Republic. They don't want to read, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker's grandson or great great grandson like they did with, uh, Cade Skywalker in the Legacy mm-hmm. books. You know, the, ex- I think where Dark Horse faltered a little was, Focusing so much on the extended or the expanded universe, because only I think only the hardcore Star Wars fans tuned into that. Whereas a book like just you know Star Wars with Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie and the droids and Darth Vader, you know that's what's going to pull people in. I mean, I was I was I was working yesterday at at the the store and. That's what people were coming in for. People were, I mean, people that I had never seen in the um, almost 11 months I've worked there, I've, you know, people I've never seen before coming in for Star Wars number one. Will it sell a million copies? It does. <laughs> it, it already has to retailers. It doesn't have to sell anymore. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a little bit. Yeah, when you see oh, that okay. stuff, remember that's. It's probably Marvel the highest. already cashed their check. Now it's left on folks like Dan. Yeah. To recoup. 
it's probably the it's got to be the highest selling book since probably Claremont and Lee's X Men number mm-hmm. one sold back in the nineties. Oh, I bought, probably I bought has three as many yesterday. covers too. I mean, I can criticize yeah. it. But I bought three yesterday, so so well, there you go. So I thumbed uh, through it. It looked cool. Um, so where where does this one take place? Help me out, fellas. Is it, it's in between well, movies, what, obviously. I think that's why it wasn't that exciting. It, t- it takes place after episode four. Yeah, it's it's immediately after episode four, which is exactly what Brian Rude or Brian Wood did in Dark the Dark Horse one for the last two years. So, so it's pre Empire. Yes. So okay. that's four times that I've read that. Then, okay. uh, yeah, that's what it, you're right, Jared. I'm I'm getting jaded because I read the news. This isn't your age though. This is just because they keep beating down the same. Well, now this path. is the true one. Apparently, but yeah, well. <laughs> I know I, I'm a super fan, but I'm also, you know, also going to be a belly. You're also a human being. Well, plus, you can see through. Uh, but I mean, no, but there was the newsprint LRP. one back in the 80s where they connected, um, you know, between Star Wars and Empire. Mm-hmm. There was that. Then there was the story that Marvel originally ran between Star Wars and Empire. And now and then there was Dark Horses that just did it recently. And now Marvel's doing it again. So. For me, it's like, well, this is just all very familiar, you know. And, it, and the, yes, they're all they're all very different stories, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, for the super fans, it's not, it, you know, for the new people, welcome aboard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, well, here, you know what? Here, th- think of it this way, because this reminds me of what we just talked about. Uh, Jared's mentioned, well, we've always had superheroes in the media, in film and television, right? But they weren't great. They were there, but they weren't great. So if you if you look at that, the old Star Wars newspaper strip and the Marvel oh, uh, comic from the 70s, and even the Dark Horse comics, they were there, but they weren't great. They they serviced you know the fans, but they didn't you know they it wasn't a household name. Whereas now you've got you've got like uh, big Al Williamson was illustrating the the strips. I mean, yeah, you've yeah, got big name creators. Band. You got big name creators on a number one book from arguably the top, <laughs> like the number one comic book company in the world, with with all the power of Disney behind it, promoting this book out the ass. So, yeah, so this is this is a big deal. Even though, yes, it, like these stories have come before, um, you know, it, it's not a new concept, but it's going to be new to a lot of people because Dark Horse doesn't have the power of Marvel, you know, to promote. And, and I mean, and Dark Horse is not a, even without Star Wars, Dark Horse Comics is not a household name. Everybody, I guarantee you, like, almost everybody knows what a Marvel comic book is or, you know, what Marvel comics are. Well, yeah, they don't know the difference between DC and Marvel, but they know right. of them. But they know of them. They know, yeah, so if you say, oh, Marvel, you know Spider-Man? Well, that company owns Star Wars now, you know? So, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of who's you know who's steering the boat now, and you've got these like big name creators on a huge title at the height of you know comic books in the mainstream. I mean, this is like you know we talk about like a golden age of comic book movies and television stuff. I mean, this is you know I, I think this is going to fit right along with that because of just the like the snowball effect of everyone just being super jazzed right now about comic books. 
Um, Good point. Yeah. So, all that being said, I... That's a mic drop moment right there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Greenwald out. Um... (laughs) No, I mean, I, I mean, I had a lot of I, fun with this issue. Here's here's what it here's what it is though that I saw, like I, at the stores. What I saw, like I went I went at lunchtime, you know, and I was. Here's where some of this bugged me, and it was the way they marketed. Um, but they they marketed all these variant covers, and said, "Go to the comic store and you can buy these variant covers." And it's like, oh my god, I don't even know which one I'm gonna buy. <laughs> But when I got to the store, there was only one that you could buy for cover price. Mm-hmm. And then really? it was like, yeah, and then there was eight other ones. My store had like three or four you could yeah. buy for cover price. Well, then they were giving them away, apparently. But some stores were marking them up because, because like, the Joe Cosada one was like one in a hundred. So, in, and that's the one they were promoting. So right. they're like, oh, well, if you have 25 or $50, you can buy that. Or the J. Scott Campbell, you can bring it home for twenty five dollars. I didn't see those. Uh, my store had That's, guys. We had we had a variant priced at seventy four ninety nine. Yeah. Which one was that? I don't even remember because it, it so, sold within the first ten minutes of us opening. Yeah. Right. So what they did though is is they they let everybody in with all the all this excitement, but then when you get to the store, there really was only like maybe one or two options for cover price. And well, it's it, like, oh, well, I guess I'm taking the newsstand one. You know, yeah. like just that, the one that they've been, well, that I have, even, you know, if I don't want to spend extra money. Which one is the uh, regular the, cover? The the Cassidy one with Luke on the cover. Like, they're all mm-hmm. on the cover, and there's like a okay. silhouette of Darth Vader's helmet in the background. Right, and the ship's yeah, all I, flying I out. I guess they had that. I know they had the Scotty Young one. They had that, that was a, one that looks like it's a toy. Box, yeah, like yeah. an action figure of Luke Skywalker, and the one with the green rabbit. Oh, let me ask you this, Dan. Mm-hmm. Did you get the um, party pack at your store? We didn't. Surprisingly, our okay. chain of stores only ordered enough to get the. Uh, that was the other the, uh, lithos. That oh, you did get the lithos, but you didn't get the buttons then. Right. Oh, yeah, well, we did not get any yeah, buttons. We just got the lithos. Then. I would rather had a button than a litho. Apparently, the Darth Vader button is the hard one to find. Because they also limited those. Because why would they just do you know thirty three percent of each? What well, you know, and and our you know what I mean? Like why didn't they just hand this stuff out like I candy? Don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Why give away for free when they know people? When a seventy five dollar issue sells ten minutes of a store opening, they know they don't have to give anything away. The name yeah, alone is going to make people drop but the dollars. That's, well, they, they that's, were the sp- nine, that's still the boom the stuff that you know the speculators buy them and then they don't buy issue two. Well, and they were, you know, they kept um, on the, the little card handouts or flyers that they we got a, like a month before, you know, to get people excited for Star Wars. On the back, it said, like, see your retailer about a Star Wars launch party. Well, right. you, you had to order like a shitload of right. whatever to, yeah. to even That's what get I mean, is they, they... like the launch party pack, which, I mean, even our chain of five stores didn't get that. So right. I don't know what you had to order. You had Not to order for nothing. A What's to stop your store from just getting like a party pizza and having well, a, a party anyways? Well, Dan, is like the but, Marvel Police going to like no, crash no, through the no, windows? No, but nothing. And check nothing. It out? But like, what do we? What do you? What do, we don't have anything to give out. That's Dan, is it, like, as I understand it, every one of your stores had to get that, and if one of them didn't get it, then none of you got it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So somebody was a weak link. Yeah. In I your know, case, I know who. 
Okay. Glen Cranberry. <laughs> We're not no, it's it's it, it's not any one store. It's it's management. Yeah. It's it's uh man, the managers above the store managers. But that's a story right. for another but, time. Uh, that's Big a story Bang for off comics. the air. Yeah, Big Bang <laughs> Comics had had the party pack, and they also had the the cover with Jackson the Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like one that you could only get if you had the party pack. And I was like looking around. I'm like, I can't believe nobody else in Pittsburgh did the party, got the party pack. You know. Mm-hmm. So I even told him at Big Bang, I was like, you guys are the only ones that got this cover. FYI, the Green Rabbit cover. Yeah. I no, think, the, my store had the Green Rabbit cover. They had it on the shelf for a cover price. See, I think. Well, we then only, they then they then they did get the party pack. Okay. We yeah. only I, had the. I just uh, I saw it there, and it but was they didn't advertise cover. it. Do you want one? I can probably stop and get you one. If you can get it for cover price, yeah. I'll check. Okay. I think we only got like we we got the sketch cover of that version. We didn't get the colored version. We had the Alex Ross regular cover and a sketch cover. That's um, another one. That was a very hard... Uh, it was a limited. I, th- I think that one we had marked at like 50 bucks. Yeah, it was either 25 or 50 at Pittsburgh Comics. Um, trying to remember what he... I can't remember what he marked on this. We didn't get any of the Casada variants. We didn't get any... That was the high. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't get any Scott Young variants. Um, Got one at Big Bang for 8 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think we only got one set of the uh, connecting J. Scott Campbell variant. Oh yeah. Um, Wait, you paid eight bucks for the Scotty Young? I did. Ah, dude, my so store much. was selling on my cover. But well, in, see, in I hindsight, see? how are you? Doing? I know. I guess I, I, I just assumed my store it, every normally store, do that. Every store got fact, to decide the price. My store had so though, many, and they had a, a healthy number on the shelf. So my store doesn't normally do that. But yeah, when I got there, like yeah, all the ones out there are covered. Because then they yeah. had like some photo ones and stuff behind the counter that they were marked up. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because Pittsburgh Comics had the photo ones I think it cover, but Big Bang had them marked up to like fifteen. So mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. ten or fifteen. You it's, know, it was like it's yeah, it's it was each retailer's decision I think to put exa- the price on. Exactly, it, so. I was about to say it's, it was interesting to see how each retailer reacted to the variants. Yeah. Indeed. So, Which, like I say, I, I get it. Yeah, I, man. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, for it's... people that have money to throw around, but it, but it like to generate excitement. I didn't think. I think it just generates it for the collectors and not necessarily for the casual. I think there's probably a lot of excitement on eBay yesterday. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, have you looked? I'm say we can... I, I haven't, but I yeah, mean, I, I can just. Have you, Scott? Well, the guy. Uh, that... You know what? Not for those specific. I just <laughs> typed in Star Wars and they come up. Like you don't even have to start type comic or anything, the, and the, I found him. The the person that came in yesterday, first thing in the morning, who was waiting outside the, the door for us to open, um, he spent close to two hundred dollars just on Star Wars books. See, yeah, that's and that's some hardcore collector. You know, right? well, no, it's uh, you, we knew exactly what he was doing. He was he was probably as soon as he got in his car, he was probably uploading them to eBay. <laughs> they all look fairly reasonable. What's out there on eBay? Okay. I mean, I like there's that green rabbit colored one I'm seeing for three bucks. Oh, is it buy it now? I that I don't know. Oh. I I don't see a buy it now. Yeah. So this person got yeah, I don't know. Well, like I say, I I don't I don't feel like there was a lot of 
I just didn't get it. Maybe, you know, since Dan's on the retail side, he saw the people coming in and out. But just when I was at the two different stores, I, there wasn't really any, um, you know, mm. excitement. Well, yeah, I mean, when, when you're there for a number of hours and you see the trends, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, well, spe- speculation aside, like I, I, you know, Oh yeah, I talk had, about the actual book now. Yeah, the actual the story book. itself. Yeah, Jason Aaron uh, writing, John Cassidy on art. Um, I, like I said, I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, it was just, you know, they they hit everything that that I wanted to see, like the original, you know, Han, Luke, Leia, the droids, Chewie, the Falcon, Vader, Stormtroopers, Adats. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm like yeah I'll. I'll, you know, keep getting this as long as it's fun. That, um, that being said, like I say, as much as I'm complaining, I'm all in on this book. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I just thumbed through it. <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, Chewy assassination attempt on Vader scene. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. I was just looking John at John Cassidy. Draw was a good Chewy. Yeah, I, he does. I liked Vader like using the Force to like pull like to put throw yeah. two two stormtroopers in front of him. <laughs> As a as human sh- or stormtrooper sh- clone shields. Well, that's the dark side for you, Dan. And then he, um, and then he shook, using the force like that. Mm-hmm. And then he basically shook Chewie out of his nest. You know, he's like, there he is. He's a he's a Wookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, get the Wookie. What a Wookie. <laughs> and then uh, and there was uh, a couple page previews in the back. One for the Darth Vader title that comes out February first. Oh the, yeah, uh, like that. That Princess was... Leia book that comes out on March first. Yeah, and again, like big name, you know, uh, creators. You got Karen Gillan and Salvador Larocca on Vader, and you have Mark Wade and Terry Dodson on Princess Leia. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, they're all they're all going to be can't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean I. With that kind of star power. Well, not only that, but I, you know, I saw, I, you know, Darth Vader was like, eh, maybe we'll see. But then I looked at the, the three page preview or four page <laughs> preview and I was like, okay, I have to get this. Darth Vader rolls up into Jabba's palace. Yeah. I'm like, what, oh, yeah. what is yeah. he doing there? I gotta know. It's like a mirror image of, of the scene of Luke and Jedi walking yeah. in. Yeah. I'm like, I will be reading that. That's two tastes that would taste great together. Have yeah. there ever been a... In the movies, did those two ever have a scene together? No. Nope. I didn't think so. See, that's the thing is... Well, I mean, here's... You know, the up the upside, too, is... Apparently... Uh, everything that Marvel is putting out there is legit to the movies now. Like, so they're saying it, it's all part of the same uh, con- continuity. Mm-hmm. And as well as the novels and everything else that is coming out, you know, Rebels, um, and they're also counting Clone Wars, the cartoon, and, uh, you know, all that. So, I mean, it is kind of nice in that respect. You can look, you know, when you're getting the book, you're getting a piece of the actual, you know, like you can say this is part of the the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So, with each, each issue. Um, so, you never know when they might drop a a clue, you know, to the next movie, you know. That's true. So they may have insider info. 
Yeah, you're getting little, yeah. little Easter eggs before you know you're getting Easter eggs. Right. So, Easter eggs at Christmas. Dude. Oh, the other news. Little Jedi nuggets. The other news, though, I mean, for people that did, you know, treasure the Dark Horse stuff, you know, they advertised that Dark Horse had made that, made all their um, Star Wars material available for one low price. It was a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but it was like 20-some years of Dark was, Horse comics. Yeah, it was everything. It was everything. Well, apparently, Marvel has that now. As far as I... Yeah, I, I heard something similar to that. Marvel, yeah, Marvel was going to publish it or had it or... They're making it available digitally as well. So, so Dark Horse had their one last chance to make some money on it. And then I believe, my guess is that they probably sold, uh, the files to Marvel. You know, they said, here's all our, our files. Mm-hmm. You guys can, you know, cause they're not allowed to publish it. But they could probably still sell the, mm-hmm. you know, the property. Well, here's it. Uh, well, this is actually a six-month-old article, but Marvel, basically Marvel to reprint Dark Horse's Star Wars comic starting in April of 2015. Promotion giant omnibuys, basically. Well, that actually came out yesterday as well. Oh, the, yeah. or no, that was the Marvel. I'm my bad. That was, that was the, the 70s Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, <clears throat> not mm-hmm. the Dark Horse stuff. So, so there'll be like. Tangible versions as well. They're going to collect and mm-hmm. they call it an so, epic yeah. collection. So even though, even though everybody can write off the Dark Horse stuff if they if they want, they can also enjoy it. They can also go back and say, "Well, I really like this one." Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean it's not so, it's not going away, and I mean yeah. it's still out there. I mean, like you know, the the, the nice thing about the Dark Horse uh, catalog of Star Wars stuff is, I hate to say this, but Nobody really gives a shit about it. I mean, yeah. there's back issues everywhere. I can't tell you how many back issues we have for like it's pr- pretty much all the entire Star Wars like Dark Horse catalog. Yeah, it's, so, it depends on which ones. But yeah, yeah I know what you mean because no, there, there are and some I'm, I'm that are like out of print and stuff. But you know, but for the most part, you can I'm still guilty. get. I'm guilty of that too. You said it before, but if it didn't involve the main characters from the movies, I wasn't as interested in it and I didn't mm-hmm. pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that being said, like I've, like I think I read uh, there was a five issue miniseries called um, Agent for the Empire, where it's basically like a, oh yeah, it's uh, a like good a, one, like a espionage, like a, he was like James yeah. Bond for the Empire. They're, they're everywhere now, though. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying because every time I go to Half Price or anywhere, they, they're all there. Exactly. And that was a good. That was a good little series. Mm-hmm. But that means that they were sold. They were someone bought them at one time. A lot of people bought that one. Yeah. It was a oh, nice looking book. Actually, what this is, and it, it is only about a year old or so. With what I'm learning here from all this is that you could sell a Star Wars fan sand in the desert if you just say it's Tatooine sand. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. How much? Hey. How much? <laughs> Does it have a logo on it? <laughs> Wait, is there is there variant sand? What kind of there's, branding is there? There's there's variant white sand and there's variant black sand. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or you can get some, or if you're uh, in the Arctic, how would you like some Hoth snow? It just, <laughs> I guess also says Star Wars fans uh, do pretty well for themselves. They have disposable incomes. So I guess there's something. That's what it is. Who's the joke on now? <laughs> hey, everybody's having a good time. You know, See you at Celebration. I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a, a variant copy of this episode. It's going to be very rare. <laughs> It's gonna be the uh, the sketch cover variant. Yes, yeah. it's just an hour and a half of white noise. 
Insert no, it's, it's going to be the entire episode, but just written out. Yeah, it's going to be a transcript of the episode. Transcript. Yeah, the transcript edition. <laughs> and then the digital download of the transcript and then the physical copy of well. <laughs> And then you have to print it out and polybag it and <laughs> put a, yeah. Get a, It'll get happen, a, folks. Get a Alex Ross cover on it. I'm glad that we're at the forefront of the podcast. Did you, see, did you see that Alex Ross, man? He he really jumped in on the Star that, Wars, too. It does look pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, he did that cover, but then he also ordered 3,000 copies just for himself. So he did a second cover That's for his gratuitous. Alex for his own. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow! So he could just sell them on his website. Ah, I see. Yeah. I thought he just wanted them. He just wants to roll. He just wants to. He just wants to roll around in them. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just rolls them up and lights cigars with them. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So moving on. Um, what else we got to talk about? Yeah. Did anything else come out this week? Um, I know stuff did because I didn't buy Star Wars. I didn't. Uh, that was the that was the only thing I bought this week. But uh, I had a couple of things from last week. Um, did anybody buy or read Ant Man number one? Negative. You did, Scott? No, sir. Negatory. Um. Okay. So th- this is a this is a really good uh, intro issue. I mean, especially with the movie coming out. This. Uh, Thankfully, Scott Lang in this book does not look like Paul Rudd. Um, he still looks like Scott Lang, yeah. like the he's, yeah. he's still yeah, like a you know a, a, a ginger. Um, Brian Hitch didn't draw him yet. No, he did not. Um, this Greg is Greg Land didn't like boxing yet. <laughs> this is uh, Scott Lang uh, trying to get his life back together. He uh, is recently back from the dead. I forget. Um, I think this is after he died in. Avengers disassembled, but oh no no I'm sorry uh, no 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 he was an FF I'm sorry I'm I'm getting yeah. everything mixed up oh, I forget the FF, yeah. I forget how he came back but anyways he's back he's um, trying to get his life back together um, and in doing so he applies he's applying for a job as head of security at Stark International and uh, so this book follows him in through that process and he's kind of a sad sack which is which was due for me he's um, you know, his, he's not astounding. No, he's he's kind of a loser in this, um, which was a little off-putting because, uh, you know, it's like we've already got Peter Parker as like the lovable loser. Yeah. You know, I don't want to really read another loser, but there there was a lot of humor in this book. Uh, it was written by Nick Spencer, who also oh, yeah. he wrote um, the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. Which um, is now officially canceled. Yes. <laughs> And, I know they joked about it. Um, and the art, uh, the artist was uh, Ramon Rosanis, who I'm not familiar with, but it, it has a very um, Somni, Chris Somni feel to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is really yeah. yeah, it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice clean style, and yeah, this was like this was a good issue, but it it in 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 one respect, but in another respect, it almost feels like. Not a lot happened, and it, the way it ends, it could, this could have been easily a one-shot. Oh. But the issue ends with uh, Scott making the decision to... Uh, he, he gets the job with Stark, but he also finds out that his ex-wife is moving herself and their daughter Cassie, who oh, yeah. used to be stature with the Young Avengers, yeah. 
to Florida to get away from the craziness of New York City. So he makes the decision to uh, decline the job with Stark and move to Florida. So now Ant-Man is going to be a Florida-based hero, okay. which is a little weird. Um, I don't Punisher know. in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really know what goes on in Florida. I mean, that would be relevant to Ant-Man. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll check it out for a couple issues. It's like I said, it, I enjoyed the, the writing and the art. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I like, I've always had a thing for Ant-Man is kind of like a, like a C-list hero. Um, so uh, again, it's just something I'll, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll give it like two or three issues. See if it helps me. I have some questions, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. did they touch on Cassie Lang's resurrection? They did not. Uh, but it does seem like they have maybe de-aged her a little bit. Um, she was killed off in um, was it Children's, Children's Crusade. Yeah, and then Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and then Doctor Doom brought her back in the Axis event. I, I just oh. saw that. Now let me ask: Is Darla Deering in this? Uh, I would ask who that is, but I guess in asking that means she's not. Lang, yeah, Scott Lang's girlfriend. No, she's she's nowhere in this. She was like the she was from FF. Scott Lang was in the FF series, and I read oh, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, there's no mention of her whatsoever. Okay. Um, the other thing that I that was a little off-putting about this book was the way his ex-wife was written. Uh, very, very one-note, very predictable kind of quote-unquote bitchy ex-wife uh, mm-hmm. who just you know treated treated Scott like shit, and it was just. Um, kind of annoying it's like you could you know it's like come on nick nick spencer you could do a little better than that but who knows maybe there will be you know more characterization in the future but you know she was the you know she was the the decision maker as far as you know i'm taking taking our daughter to florida and you don't have a say and blah 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 i want her to be safe and i don't want her to have a loser superhero for a father and <laughs> so that got it like kind of Kind of graded on me a little bit, but but it was a but it, it, it ended it ended nicely. Um, the way it ended, like I said, this could have easily been a one shot, but um, but it's not. So I'll <laughs> keep uh you know I'll keep reading. I'll give it a shot. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, well, see, I had some books. I was going to discuss in length Jupiter's Legacy number five because it had been so long since it came back. However, one of my co-hosts has not read it. I do not want to spoil it. Scott, Scott, Scott. Not naming any names. Exactly. Not naming any names, Duke. Scott. But uh, I'll just say this. Uh, really good. Powerful issue. Um, just well, like it's Agent the end Carter, of... I, things are happening. Yeah, it is I thought the, it's the end of book one or something. End of book one, yeah. So I guess that's like the way of saying end of like act one if you're putting like a yeah. three-arc overarching structure to it. Well, um, the... Is that number five? Already? Yes. Number five. Is it five? Yep, number five. Mm-hmm. Um, is that not sked- slated to be a movie as well? I, ain't nothing would surprise me anymore. <laughs> I believe it is. Um, it would be. Well, it's yeah, it's gonna be a, property, a, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be quite the um, expensive movie, but yeah, it would be. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. But yeah. But no, it's um. If anything, actually, I'm. I almost want to say finally with this thing, 
like a sort of cold. It was like so much just exposition and character uh, setup. Now things are happening. So yeah, it, it's a welcome no, it's, return. It's excellent. And it was worth the wait. I mean, Frank yeah. Quietly, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> you're good for quite... a good read, dude. You're gonna like it when you read it, Scott. Did you get the Quietly cover? I did. That's the only right. one they. Well, they yeah they I didn't see variants. I there was a Brian Hitch was, cover. Yeah, I, I, didn't, keep that. I didn't like but it that much. They mm. pulled this for me anyway, so like it was in the bag already for me when I got to the. Oh store. okay, yeah. And I didn't bother looking through the shelf to see if there was any variant covers. So, but no, it was good stuff. You know, it's drawn beautifully. Uh, it was a good story. It's almost it's kind of standalone-ish in a way, but it also propels that plot that's been going like forward in a big bad way as well so right. that was really cool yeah, it's Mil- uh, Miller Millar whatever you want to say his name right. he can be a little t- take or leave sometimes I think sometimes he just enjoys the sound of his own voice or right. what a, you know as a writer could but this was a strong issue and it actually it was I'm repeating myself it was kind of standalone but propelled the plot forward it was really good really solid some good decent writing uh, enjoyed it a lot uh, you will like it, Scott. Oh, I when you read I've it, liked every issue. I mean, it's. I, I don't know. I, I thought I thought there's a lot of thought put into um, into the whole thing. And um, it's not fam- so much like we're looking at all these comments. Yeah, it's not like generations, you know, reacting off the previous generations. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know the previous four issues, you could sort of. While good, you know, it was sort of like, let's look at the concept. Check out this concept. Like, it's not just like, oh, the concept. Let's just, you know, glorify the concept. It, now it's a story with a plot and that things yeah. are happening. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And characters are kind of coming into their own and and being proactive in ways. And it's like, finally, yes. You know, good. I'm glad that the setup's out of the way. And now we know who these characters are. So now they can do crap and we can appreciate it when they do crap. Yeah. You go. Yeah, you'll like it. It's good. Maybe we can talk in depth after you read it, if not on the air, <laughs> off the air. Don't spoil it. I didn't. I well, just, just yeah, yeah. It's only I been could. 24 hours. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, did, I don't think, I, I didn't see anything there that spoiled it. I mean, I don't think saying that it's good spoils we're not, it. We're not oh, cool. thanks a lot. Yeah, we're not now, bleeding oh, cool. We're yes, now, you know, cool. now you know it's worth reading. Oh, I just oh. thought it was good, man. What? It's like, why'd you tell me it was good, man? Yeah. Come on. I, yeah. Now I, I didn't want to know so. I wasn't not going to be disappointed. Come on, bro. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, like we're not, not knowing cool how he's going to react to it. We're not going to post the whole book on our on our page, <laughs> on our website. Hey, when it's a book that saves me five bucks, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for giving me all the great. Is it the Spider Verse two bleeding cool? Because you saved me a couple bucks. Yeah. One. Um, well, one book that I don't think anybody would care if there were if were spoiled because it's kind of been out for a while at this point, but I it's new to me is um I, I picked up the Guardians of the Galaxy annual. annual oh, uh, okay, yeah, with which, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, with, Scott. Uh, Frank Cho. Exactly. Yeah, the Cho. I I have not re- uh, read this book since like the first five issues, um, but then I, I noticed the this you know on the shelf at work. My God, that's Frank Cho doing the cover. Cool. Then it's like, that's yeah. Frank Cho doing the doing entire the annual. And 
and I I still wasn't really gonna pick it up because I'm like uh I don't know I didn't pick it up you didn't pick it up what I know okay first of all you got to pick it up second of all all, you're like who are you yeah first of all what have you done to do second of all you got to pick it up third of all you got to pick it up Um, (laughs) it's after you pick it up buy it honestly I figured I'd find it in in a discounted bin at some point well and what's what's nice is it's a standalone story. You don't have yeah. to be <clears throat> reading the current run of Guardians, which I'm not. So it was nice to just sit down and read this, you know, just a uh, just a single story uh, with the Guardians. And also, uh, I forgot that Captain Marvel and Venom are on the team. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it's it, it's uh, the story itself is it's a little um it's it's nothing super original. It, it reminds me of like kind of a Star Trek episode where the Guardians are smack dab in between a shield, like a cosmic strike force, going after Skrulls. But what you come to find out is they're both kind of like lost in time. The the, uh-huh. sh- the shield team they're flying an old helicarrier equipped for space, and <laughs> to them they're just a few months removed from the Kree scroll war from the Avengers back oh, in the day. <laughs> and what you find out is it's um, the entire shield crew, including Nick Fury and Dum Dum Dugan. They're all LMDs life uh-huh. decoys, but they're just programmed to go after scrolls and the scrolls don't know that the war's over like this, this squadron of scrolls, scroll ships or whatever. So it's like they're interlocked in this ongoing never-ending battle because <laughs> they keep regenerating. Yeah. And the Guardians, you know, at first they don't realize what's going on and they figure it out and they kind of just have to remove themselves and just watch this thing continue. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it, I mean, it was just a, a nice standalone issue. You know, Bendis and Cho, you can't really go wrong with a team like that. So yeah. Yeah, you got to get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I will eventually. Surprisingly, I mean, and and this is not a good thing or a bad thing. Not a lot of Cho cheesecake. That that's you know actually uh, the first thing I was going to say was I bet you get it one Buxy Gamora. No, because you know what she's she's wearing uh, that, that new like armor that they have them all wearing from the new series. Well, he does like drawing space though. I mean, like he's really into that. Cause I would he say. Did the, the, the 50 Girls 50 yeah. book, and it was like all space stuff. The the closest you get to any kind of cheesecake is when they go on the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. There's that um, old character, what was she called, like the, the Contessa? Oh, yeah. Or something. Uh, she kind of had like black hair with this shock of white going through it. Um, yeah, she's wearing like this kind of slinky... Did she look like Brandy baby? from... Liberty Meadows. No, she's like she, 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 she. They all do. Yeah, I know, but no, she looks kind of like older, like uh, like a almost like Velvet from the Velvet the Image series by the same name. If you guys ever read that, oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, anywho, like I said, uh, very little right. cheesecake. He, he's basically he's drawing all the Guardians in their respective uniforms, the Shield. Uh, Team, they're all wearing old school shield uniforms like the blue with the white boots, and then he's drawing a bunch of scrolls. So, yeah, nice. no room for boots and uh, for uh, boobs and butts. 
They're like, we're sorry, Cho, there's just no room for that. <laughs> we have to up the page count. <laughs> we just can't do it. And the internet will complain. <laughs> but if we up the page count, we have to double the price of the book. That's why the internet would complain. <laughs> People <laughs> will pay. People will pay. <laughs> uh, anyone have anything else? Scott, do you have anything yeah. else? No, not really, because we, yeah, we kind of covered my my big ones the other night. Yeah, go back and listen to episode. Yeah, one. actually, I mean, I I also read recently Silver Surfer Eight, Daredevil Twelve. I mean, how many times can I sing their praises? Solid, continue to be solid. I believe Daredevil was winding down, which is a little I sad. That, yeah, I heard that too. I was going to ask you that. Surfer um, was cool. Surfer had a little um, plot twist in it this week. Uh, the companion learned. Why they keep calling him the Herald in the um. story, and she did not care for it. She did not care for hearing what uh, Norrin Rad used to do in his past life. Oh. So there was a feeling of betrayal, and a certain uh, purple-headed planet eater has uh, mm. come onto the scene as well. Okay. So it shall be. And I, it still reads like Doctor Who. It's just. I know that there was no bones made about that. It's. Dan Slot is basically writing Surfer Who, and it it is. It's fun. <laughs> I, I don't. The one thing I was leery of is the Surfer and the Companion are, are kind of growing closer together, and I'm not interested in reading uh, Moonlighting the comic book. <laughs> and I or insert any slam doors. Any any storyline where you know a male and a female lead, and then they end up getting together. I. It, it never turns out well, so I'm hoping that they their relationship remains platonic and doesn't go romantic, just because it never it never ends up good for the reader when it happens. This it is takes what a lot of tension and drama out of the storytelling. I'm trying to remember. I, I think I left off with issue four, and you said this was what issue? Eight. Okay, I I didn't know how far behind I was. Okay. So yeah, I I dropped out of that one too, and it was more of a, a monetary reason. Like there wasn't really anything wrong with the book, but I I felt like I didn't have to um, hang in there. It's all red. It's uh, I enjoy. I, you know, I, I'm all red. So I mean, that's I like his art, but I I'm like hit and miss with him too. You know. So it's just like it's I, just it's not a must buy for you. He, he he's not a must buy, but I really like his work. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like dazzled by him every time I see it. You know. Yeah, I, I worship at the altar. So. Yeah. Um. One. One real quick thing, I'm just going to give a shout out to the unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was a it was a nice, cute, lighthearted first issue. Um, it's an all ages book. It probably absolutely nothing wrong with this book for anybody. I oh. mean, it, um, you know, it might not, you know, resonate with everyone, you, you know, um, because it's. It's very much of the now, like the way people talk and to using mm-hmm. technology and gadgets and things like mm-hmm. that. Very much, it reminded me of, like somewhat of the the current run of Batgirl, where I was things are, what, yeah, but, we said that. But it's so. definitely not as hipster as Batgirl is. Um, this is just more cute, and it's it's Squirrel Girl, and she's running, she's talking to a squirrel, so you can't really. And she's going to college, and she has a roommate, and in the first issue, she. <laughs> She goes up against Craven, and that's funny. I mean, it's just, it's like, you can't not like this this book. 
So I liked it. Dan, I want to ask you a question. Uh, we have not had a chance to discuss this particular title, but were you still reading The Humans? Yes. In fact, I was listening to you guys talk about it. Uh, you talked about it last episode. I, I did. I did, but I, I've never had a chance to talk to you about it. I, I know you picked up the first issue, and uh, mm-hmm. you got you tweeted at Tom Neely, and now he follows the show on Twitter, uh, which is cool. But yeah, I, I've been reading it you know, all along, too, and... Um, I never had a chance to discuss it with you. And uh, if you're still reading it, then evidently you're, you're enjoying it. I, I am. I, I think it's one of those books that's just like, I just have to see how far they're going to go with this. Um, it's it's like this, you know, grindhouse, Planet of the Apes meets Son of, Sons of Anarchy, grindhouse comic book. You know, it's really, Fair, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's flies like out a- crazy. <laughs> easy Rider, yeah, Planet of the Apes, Master. Yeah, Easy like, Rider. You know. That's 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 probably a better, that's, and, uh, that's more appropriate. No, it is. It's, I, I haven't fully committed, like having it added to the pool list, but mm-hmm. I'm still checking it out. I'm yeah, I, I'm kind of guess in the same position you are, where I'm enjoying it, and I'm it's like just curious to see where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I, I also haven't you know given it a promise ring either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, uh, uh, it's just uh, I. I think for me, what's doing it is the art, the you know the um, mm-hmm. the 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 different uh, just the 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 risks and the and what they're doing with the art and showing the flashbacks and the like the drug trips, yeah, the the, the PTSD that the, the the one ape character has from Vietnam. Right. I mean, it's right. like yeah, wow. The portrayal of that was really powerful in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, because he's. Yeah. He's hallucinating in the present as he's just walking around. He's hallucinating, yeah. and he's but he's still interacting with people in the present as he's hallucinating. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, it, it's but, really strong, really good, and yeah. um, I, I guess you did hear, but yeah, Image. I think Image is going to get the majority of my comic dollars before 2015's over. Mm. Yeah, I did. And I did starting with that. this book and with what they have in the pipeline. I can just see it going that way, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the one that seems to be part of it. I haven't committed yet, but I'm not sure what I'm waiting for either. <laughs> uh, Duke, that that reminds me. Um, you remember uh, a few years ago you were reading an indie book, an indie book called Infinite Kung Fu. Yeah, the artist of that book is going to be doing one of the new books that Image um, announced at their Image Expo for this year. Nice. Yeah, it's McLeod. I for, you know I forget the name of the artist and I, I think forget, I forget name. the name of the book that he's working on but I I remember of the Clan McLeod Kagan McLeod yeah yeah, yeah, Kagan, yeah. it is something like that yeah Kagan McLeod they mentioned Infinite Kung yeah. Fu I'm like oh yeah that I remember that book from from the Duke Kagan McLeod the Clan McLeod yeah <laughs> I'm Kagan McLeod from the Clan McLeod and I can't I can't die <laughs> um you can find that. Uh, Infinite Kung Fu pretty easily like it's a it's a collected graphic novel and I've seen it in numerous like mm-hmm. at half price books and other places um, it's pretty easy to find but it's it's a really good read like total Kung Fu entertainment um, I have some of the floppy issues which was pretty cool because mm-hmm. I think he sat by me at, at uh, the Detroit Con the one year like back back in the day, sweet, yeah. Captara is the book. Captara, that's right. Cool. Yeah, 
cool. It's like a little space opera type book. So that's one we'll have to we'll have to be on the lookout for that one. So, all right. Nice. Well, does, awesome. uh, does anyone have anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I'm good. I don't think any announced. No, I mean we uh, well, peaks and valleys. We're peaking this week. Three episodes in one week. Yeah. Back, back, we're back, right. baby. Months. No. <laughs> in one way or another, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be all of us at one time, but it'll be most of us most of the time. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm on this show, but. Again, if folks haven't listened to it, go listen to uh, 181 with Dan and Marcel. That was that was some good listening. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I why? Well, I, 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 he's I, really good at that. He should do his own show. I would listen every week. We've we've <laughs> ta- you know he's he's talked about that in the past. I think it's probably just a matter of just uh, uh, freeing up the time to do it. Yeah, and, and that's the big part. Yeah. He's a he's a yeah. busy dude. He's one of the busiest dude in the local Pittsburgh comic scene, but um. But I, I think um, he he had a lot of fun, uh, you know, with our conversation this afternoon. I think he's uh, raring to do more. In fact, nice. I, I think I I would have to like fight him not to do more podcasting. <laughs> so well, throw I, that fight, Dan. Yeah, record yeah, that. No, one I don't. Too. I don't think. Yeah, he's he, as he said at the end of the episode. I don't think you have a choice. So. <laughs> Yeah. So um, no, yeah, expect to hear more of Marcel in the uh, in the future. So. Nice. Yeah. Yay. So I think we, you know, we we might be uh, slowly growing the uh, the CBP family. You never know. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, like I said, as being on this show for the past two plus years, to be able to listen to it, like just as a fan again, mm-hmm. uh, and and not nothing against like the episodes where I haven't been on. It's like, oh, poo poo. I, I make those jokes, but I, you know, yeah. I still listen to those as well. But this was one where it was like, wow, this is. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I really enjoyed it. So, well, it, it was fun. And 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 not that I don't love talking about individual books and ta- you know in, reviewing books, but it was nice to just to yes. sit down and just have that was a, a refreshing change as just well. Just a conversation mm-hmm. about comics in general from beginning to end. You know, and, mm-hmm. it, and just the way yeah. it, it, it the conversation evolved uh, organically and naturally, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. so like I said, look look for more of that in the future. It's a whole new world. Oh, there you go. Do not right. look for more of that in the future. Yeah. There's going to be singing on every episode. No singing episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duke is taking some singing lessons. Did we sing on 180? I, 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 I sang a line. I forget what. We may have. And sometimes it just happens. Duke, Duke yeah. likes to sing. Likes sometimes. To... I got that from from the Podfather, I think. I thought you were going to say, I learned that from watching you, Dad. Yeah, I learned it from watching Nick Marino. <laughs> Again, Nick Marino gets a, a med- with my or, ears. Gets a random yeah, I listen. I watched with my ears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, on that yes. random goofy note, um, <laughs> this has been Comic Book Pit, episode 182. I'm Dan. I'm the Duke. I'm Jared. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.